Welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. And uh, we're going to be going over some recent uh, back issues that I procured. So uh, continuing on my Charlton uh, back issue spotlight, I picked up Korg, 70,000 BC. Uh, number one, two, three, and six. So those were some recent acquisitions. I picked up, those were from my comic shop. The rest of them were for, from uh, Aaron Myers. I picked up Amora, Gray Morrow's Amora, adults only issue one from Eros. I have thumbed through this because I was very curious to see what the art would look like and it looks amazing. Um, really like that pickup. I then uh, picked up some issues of Adam, which I want to complete this series really, really, really bad. The first series of the Adam, um, along with the first series of Hawkman, I want to complete that one really bad. But uh, let me get these in order real quick so I can talk to them. But uh, on the Adam, DC Comics, the Adam, the world's smallest superhero. I picked up number 15, uh, not too good shape, uh, it's probably GVG, uh, 17 is a VG copy, uh, borderline on fine on that one, um, 22 looks fine to VG, uh, depending on your eyes, uh, 23 looks fine, and 20, 38 looks fine. So I picked up all of those of the Atom. Uh, really happy with that acquisition because it gets me closer. I did pick up one issue of Hawkman that I needed. It was uh, Hawkman versus Lion Mane on the cover, and it's issue 20. I then picked up some issues of Captain Marvel. I'm getting close. Now it's starting to look like I'm, I'm lacking in the... Uh, later issues uh, a few of the later issues but uh i picked up four issues of captain adam uh number nine there should be one more yeah i picked up an early issue number two uh number two nine eleven thirteen and fifteen uh really decent shape number two looks fine number three Nine is VG, number 11, VG fine, and number 13, probably same, VG fine. Number 15 has such a spine curl, but other than that, it looks really cool. If I knew, I had some friends who knew how to press it, and they do it to for free, I, I think that might be a nice way to flatten it a little bit. What causes spine curl? I never paid attention growing up. Is it because people rolled up the comic books in their back pocket and stuck it in their back pocket? I don't know. I was lacking uh, Eternals Annual number one, and uh, Aaron sent me that. So that's cool. Uh, I'm still trying to complete the Star Masters of the Universe, and I needed number 12, which I... Some of these are expensive books uh, to get, um, depending on the issue, and I'm trying to, to complete that. 
And then uh, also complete my G.I. Joe collection. And these were some random ones I was missing. 94, 104, and 142 featuring the Transformers. The I, I just... I really missed out on G.I. Joe. Like, I, I didn't care about it. And my brother did. And later on, he gave me the collection. And, and then I started reading IDW. And then I started to really care. And then I saw... What Larry Hama was doing at IDW, and I was like, wow, I love the way he plots a book. <clears throat> and uh, I want to get all the G.I. Joes on that first run anyway. But I do pick up the image and other ones when I when I get a chance. I got uh, Batman 141. Other than this nasty Nick, and there's a little bit of a tear on the cover on the bottom... It looks like a, uh, if it wasn't for those things, it would be a fine. But because of that, it's probably a G slash VG. But it's just a nice, nice copy. A uh, very colorful cover, even though it has that tear. Um, didn't know anything about this title. Picked it up. It was Innovation. Uh, Torchy 1 through 4. Um, anytime I can pick up like innovation books, I like to do that too. A Charlton book featuring the Beatles. I was happy to pick this one up. This is Summer Love, now playing the Beatles, starring in Help, A Hard Day's Night. Paul, John, George, and Ringo, two big hits, the dream come true, see them again. And then it has off to the left, the Beatles saved my romance, but it... We're through, Dave. We can't go on like this. And I can't marry you. No, Patty. No, you can't even mean that. <laughs> I got an early issue of Amazing Spider-Man, number 38. Uh, I, I love this cover. It just pops. Um, I remember seeing this in 12-cent ads when I was a kid. Because I, I did have a, a friend that had a lot of 12-cent comics. And I would trade for them, and I was like, man, these 12-cent comics suck compared to these 30-cent comics. <laughs> Bad idea, because I traded those 12-cent ones away, a lot of them anyway. Um, but this is a really nice-looking cover, number 38. Just a guy named Joe. Here's Spidey at his fighting best. Wait until you see offbeat supervillains starring in this issue. He's the prize pussycat of the year. Enough said. And then I'm working on my strange tales. Uh, the From the Doctor Strange and the Human Torch issues. Um, I picked up an expensive one. And this one's a nice copy. But it's 114 featuring uh, Captain America. And the torch is launching a... Uh, fireball towards him and he says from out of the golden age of comics into the marvel age captain america returns to challenge the human torch impossible though it seems one of the most fabulous superheroes of the past is now my enemy and i think this is the second silver age appearance of captain america i picked up 148 this this is a really nice copy it could be fine very fine that one's really nice and then 151, probably a VG because of some tears on the staples. But other than that, it looks pretty good. The top looks a little 
um, not as flat, but that was a pretty cool cover. These are the the Doctor Strange shield issues. And then last but not least, I picked up Creepy Number One magazine. So if you ever heard of Eerie and Creepy, uh, those were two big, two big comic magazines of like Tales from the Crypt that were popular back in the day. And uh, it was the first issue, and it was a really, really nice copy. And I got it for a good price, so I was happy with that. Um, <clears throat> checking for questions, I don't think I have any. Uh, Dallow let me down, didn't come through. He's the only one that asked it. So um, I think what I'm going to talk about is my top five Avengers right off the cuff. I'm just talking about this. <clears throat> Characters that I like to read in Avengers um, comics. Uh, one of my favorites is Submariner. Um, I, I have a thing for hotheads. So having him in the Avengers has always been fun. I always like Submariner, whether he's in Supervillain Team-Up, uh, Fantastic Four, uh, Tales to Astonish. And I, I just like Namor. His own title invaders and avengers i liked him as an avenger uh hercules is another one of my avengers and he's my favorite champion uh i i do like hercules an awful lot i have a huge statue of hercules uh on one of my reading tables next to my sofa and uh i that cost me a pretty penny um but i that's one character that is worth it to me. I have always loved... I do have Hercules' first appearance, um, which I was happy to procure about a year ago. Maybe it was a year and a half ago. Probably not a good time to procure it because he had just... I think when I got it, it was prior... Just prior to him uh, showing up in Thor, Love and Thunder. So... Um, I don't know. I probably paid a little bit more than I needed to, but I'm glad I have it. Um, it'll only go up as you know as time goes on to the right. So I got Namor. So none of the and the next one's gonna seem odd to you, but I really do like Hank Pym, whether he's Giant Man, Ant Man, or Yellow Jacket. Uh, I think when he was my favorite was when he was Yellow Jacket, but I always like him. In the Avengers, even though the Wasp is always like, she's with him, but then she flirts with the other Avengers. So, so far, you, you think, wow, he's picked a weird lineup. You know, he hasn't picked any of the big, the big, you know, I would say the big three, which I would say is Thor, Iron Man, and Cap. And I'm not going to pick them. <laughs> but uh, I, I really do like, um, I think for my final two, I am going to pick... This one's tough because I want to break up a pair. But um, I'm going to go with Hawkeye. He's always been in a favorite Avenger, whether he's with the Avengers or um, as a West Coast Avenger. I have always just loved him as a... Uh, he's a hothead, too. So, you know, that it goes to show, you know, why I like the hotheads a lot. 
But the next one, I'm like torn. Do I pick Vision or do I pick Scarlet Witch? And I, I guess I'm going to have to go with Scarlet Witch. I, I really like to see her show up in my Avengers comics. And I think she's in the new title. I, I just read issue one. It was a really good issue. Um, and I have some other favorites. I like when Dr. Druid was there. That creepy son of a bitch. Was very. I like the jacket area. I like Black Knight. And don't get me wrong, I love Iron Man, Cap, and Thor to be in there, or you know. But I was excited when the Avengers were Cap, Scarlet Witch, um, Goliath. Uh, was it Vision? No, I can't remember who the other one was. But it was like all villain lineup almost. Oh, Quicksilver. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. But but I don't I don't know. I'm drawn to the bad guys a lot and the hotheads and <clears throat> I do like reading my Thor and Iron Man and Cap though. Like Cap during the Mark Grenwald years is probably you know my favorite, but. Let's let's run them down. Mike's top five right off the cuff. You ask me in another year, and it might change, but I know Hercules will still be there, <laughs> and and I'm pretty sure that Hawkeye will still be there. So those are my uh, favorite Avengers um, by far, right now. <laughs> so. I, I, I made did that one off the cuff because I had no questions. So uh, <clears throat> there we go. And uh, let's see. I'm going to take a pause for the cause to do some calculations. I don't know if I'm going to do one or two weeks because I'm feeling like I need to read some comics uh, rather than report on them on a podcast. But uh, we'll see. I'm actually going to do three weeks because I didn't read shit any of these weeks. And I, I can explain why, because I, I looked at the date, and uh, I, I understand what was happening. So uh, June 12th through June uh, 18th, I only read three comics. <laughs> I watched no TV according to this, which can't be right. But uh, maybe I just watched NBA play playoffs. That's a possibility, and I don't usually count, like, I'm watching The Good Doctor. I don't usually count it more than once for a season. So um, I only had three comics. They were all four out of fives. I read uh, New Moon's Lethal Legion. I uh, didn't buy this, but I'll, I will tell you this. It's one of my favorite X-Men titles. I, I really like to read this one. Lethal Legion features a bunch of characters that are not in the spotlight uh three of which are going on a heist to rob count nefaria uh, one of them has a grudge against him i think her name is cerebra and um one of them's a wild card and then you got um wolfsbane and another character i can't remember his name they're in the sewers being chased by a monster and then you have Mirage on Krakoa along with, I can't remember who the other one was. But um, I, I really like this. And I have read a couple. I, this is one that I would have liked to have a physical copy of. 
but since I don't, I'm not going to go back and look for it. If it shows up in a dollar bin, I'll, I'll remember which ones I read, like Lethal Legion, digitally, and pick it up. I don't know if I'll reread it, but I like Count Nefari as the villain. I like the heist. I, I like the characters that are featured. And I like the way it's written. It just flows really well. So the uh, New Mutants Lethal Legion number one. Action Comics 7 and 8 from 1940 or 1939. Uh, <laughs> the, I, these, I, I've been enjoying the hell out of reading golden age superman uh, i think i'm about three quarters of the way through um the golden age superman omnibus volume one and uh, i'm learning a lot about superman that that i i really didn't know because i read silver age bronze age and then forward of superman and i've read every superman comic since 1973 so but I have read stuff before that. But I, I just, other than Action Comics number one, I, I don't think I've read a lot of Golden Age. And I, I just am falling in love with those comics. Uh, Superman saves a struggling circus and Superman saves kids living in a slum by destroying it with the help of the National Guard who are trying to stop him. So this is a, such a weird tale. It, it's... Um, Superman flying the, you know, he meets these kids and he's like, how can I help these kids? They're never going to get better. But if I knock down the slums, all these people's homes that are in there, like he, he's judging everybody. Like <laughs> he's, he's very uh, injustice like Superman in these. He just takes out a whole block of housing and, the National Guard are shooting at him because they're like, you're an enemy. You're an enemy of the United States because you're you're totaling property. That's not yours. But two kids writing in the 30s and 40s about injustices in the world, do you think that might come up? So, um, yeah, those are four out of fives. And then June 19th through June 25th, there were a total of 12 comics, not very much, but I did watch some TV. I saw I finished Titan season three. Uh, that was the Scarecrow versus um, Scarecrow, Death of Jason Todd, Resurrection of uh, Red Hood, and then the Titans coming to Gotham to help resolve stuff. We did lose a Titan. Um, Guess I'm not gonna tell you which one we did. We did one died. Uh, let's see, one died. Three came back from the dead. One wasn't a titan, then becomes a titan. Um, but yeah, it was a real interesting season. A four out of five. I also rated Chips. I started watching Chips on one of those free services. I can't Plex. I think it is. They have like all the seasons now, and I love Chips. So I'm making my way through season one. Um, the five out of five was the Flash movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed Michael Keaton the best, but I, I like what they did with the Flash. I like the opening sequence. I like uh, 
how this led to like a flashpoint event at a really small scale um and i li like how they had general zod and supergirl in there and how the supergirl sort of played off the flashpoint superman and you know how they had him trapped in russia and a a thing that avoided the sun so he couldn't power up and yeah i enjoyed this uh quite a bit and then the comics, there were 12 comics, uh, three Marvel and nine from the convention. So I, I just started to read some of the material that I came back, that I actually got from the convention, which is a good idea because if I don't read that material, sometimes I'll just let that sit and forget about it, tell you the truth. But uh, I read uh, everything in that week, too, was a four out of five. So I have six soldiers of fortune. Uh, this is the Lambot character from the 21st Century Big Spider comic. He goes and gathers several people to compete in a race with his enemies. This is a fable, like a, a, a very famous fable, but told with these new characters and told very differently. We then get into the Marvel. Uh, we have Red Goblin, number one and two. I, I read this digitally didn't buy this one so you could see a lot of stuff that I'm trying to read that I didn't buy on the digital app and get my money's worth but uh, Red Goblin is one of the few Spider-Man books I didn't buy uh, I am buying Hollow's Eve I, I bought a lot of the tie-ins for the events and I uh, get Spider-Man and Amazing and There's just uh, Spider-Man family, a lot of them I, I do get. I think I don't get the Spider-Gwen or Miles, but I do get a lot of the other ones. So like Spider-Verse or whatever the Into the Spider-Verse thing is. But Red Goblin is the Goblin's target Norman Osborn with the Goblin King and his the grandson tries to summon Red Goblin to help. So it's the little kid. And I should have known this was going to be the scenario, even though I, uh, just because I had read the Venom, uh, where you had Eddie Brock's son and th this kid in, in the book. So we got Bishop War College number two. This is uh, something that happens today, and it's... Uh, it's another series I'm enjoying digitally. Krakoa is being evaded, and it's up to Bishop and his trainees to fight back. He's a brutal drill sergeant, and the people he's training don't want to really be trained. But they get caught in an invasion by the... Is it Stuckers? Or what, what is that guy's name? There, there's a brother and sister that they invade the island with. And they're coming like up from the bottom, which allows them to not be seen by most of the defenses. You wouldn't think that true if Krakoa is really alive. And if, if they have all these tech people like Forge and stuff, building stuff. And then you have, um, God, I can't think of his name. Is it Mastermind? I, what is his name? The brother of Juggernaut? Is it the brother... I can't remember the guy, but the plant guy, the guy who controls all the plants, you think he would know immediately unless they had taken him out. And I can't remember if they did. But, um, yeah, I'm enjoying Bishop War College. That was number two. 
We have Ghost Agents Apocalypto. This one picked up at the con. I uh, ran across a, a, a vendor that had two books that I was really interested in. Ghost Agents Apocalypto and Image Grand Design, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, this is a the Ghost Agents Apocalypto is a treasury-sized newsprint comic uh, featuring many artists about a secret agent group that starts in the 70s and will last well into the 21st century, or even further in sci-fi and space. Uh, there's excellent art and fun little stories. Uh, the future one was about Elvis agent that was thought to be a robot but by a mobster's daughter. And she is devastated when she finds out she killed a real person to protect her father. One agent is a beautiful brunette from the 70s, and another one is like Shang-Chi. But it, it focuses on different agents and different time periods, like, and goes throughout time. And there's just, sometimes there's like five-page adventures, and sometimes there's eight to ten-page adventures. And it was in a treasury size and newsprint. It was beautiful. Got Shark of War. I didn't expect to like this one as much as I did, and I only bought number one. But since that time, I have contacted the guy who was at the con, and I've bought all of the Shark of Wars. Um, I love sharks. Okay, I, I, There was a while where I was collecting all the shark comics I could possibly get. And if there's a shark on the cover, forget it, man. I'm there. But um, I wasn't sure because when me and Bill were talking to him, uh, he had computer generated the art, um, and I didn't like that because I'm very much a traditional. I like traditional art, but I read the story and it was well told. And he had done the computer generation. He's an engineer, as well, and um, I really liked it. So I went and procured that, and also signed up for his Kickstarter. So uh, Shark of War is two scientists make a weapon shark. And one scientist turns and kills the other one. Uh, now the shark has to fight one of his creators. Um, and he's growing a conscious. Like, he, when he, he was originally attacking, like, this ship. And uh, he was like, do I save this kid because he's innocent? Or do I just, you know, he came from a, a bad area. Or do I just let him drown? And he ended up saving the kid. So, you know, he's... He's growing a conscious and becoming a hero. We have Randy Tucker, Bomb Dude. This is a video game dude bro that takes on a monster fraternity and he tries to read his Grips comics. That's Grip is an like if I was to look, I think Grips is a, a real comic book um, by Tim V. Hill. So if you search for Grips, this is one that I really want. Um, they're about $15 each, but uh, it's by Chris Silver and uh, Tim V. Hill from Silver Wolf. Silver Wolf, and there's four issues of that, and I own none of them. And then there's a Grips Volume 2 uh, with a different artist, but it's got, it looks like 12 issues. And they only have credits on the, the team. It's still the Chris Silver is the writer, I think, but I don't know who the artist is. Like the first issue is drawn by Juan Moreau, 
and I don't know what the rest of the issues are drawn by. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I'd like to have that grips, but this guy was reading grips comics. Goes to his comic shop and he's like, I don't want any of that Marvel DC stuff. I, I just I want my grips, my Tim V Hill. <laughs> We have 21st Century Big Spider, number one through four. This creator is really in my wheelhouse. He was in Bill's wheelhouse, too. I, I really like what he did. Uh, there's shorts. Mr. Hollis, Skillet, Murrah, and Skull are buddies that hang out on a couch drinking beer. Uh, the, first the first two adventures, they're told by Mr. Spider uh, to go to a barbarian time and to get his penis pump back. Uh, they fight their supervillain, Dignus McMahon. And uh, issue four, Dignus McMahon takes Skillet to the 90s to fight an extreme strike force based on, like, ex you know, image extreme characters. <laughs> uh, very entertaining. We And it, I think it even poked at Savage Dragon, too. Like, I, I don't remember all it poked at, but it was very good. We have Image Grand Design number one. This is a Marvel-like uh, grand design told by fans of Image. Uh, if you if you knew Hulk grand design, there was a Fantastic Four grand design and X-Men grand design. Uh, they need to do the Avengers and a Captain America grand design. <clears throat> the Marvel-like grand design told by fans of Image to define the early history of the Image universe inspired by Ed Piscor and Jim Rugg podcast. So these guys ran with it. And what they try to do in a very fictional way is take all of the, the characters that were launched, like Savage Dragon, Spawn, um, Youngblood, and they like try to course, they try to make a cohesive universe and like relate them to one another and just go forth like they would in x-men grand design and it started off pretty tight telling a really tight story probably because they had more early material than later material and then it became really loose towards the end but it was still very very entertaining and when i bought it i got this awesome poster as well so then uh, that wasn't a good week because i was coming back from Heroes Con, and also getting ready for another vacation. So uh, 625 through 72 was the week prior to going on vacation, and I didn't go on a vacation. Uh, what happened is I was supposed to go to Breckenridge and spend a week with my mom and dad, my brother and his family, and several friends of my brothers and just enjoy a whole week at Breckenridge at the hotels right there. And <clears throat> that morning we got a call that my father-in-law died. And I think I told this story in a previous episode. And uh, so I didn't, we didn't go on that vacation, but we kept our vacation from work so we can travel back to Albuquerque and support my mother-in-law and Barb's mom and uh, help her take care of, of things like get ready for the funeral and all that stuff and help her around the house as much as we could. 
and uh, we spent the week with with her basically. Um, and I didn't. It was such a surreal feeling because I I really loved Mark a lot, and uh, he was a big part of. I spent a lot of time with him, um, you know, doing stuff because Barb would go with her mom's stuff and me and Mark would do our own thing, which was usually involved bookstores or comic stores or going to the movies. We'd always go to the movies and drink beer. Um, we, it was one of those beer theaters. Matter of fact, that was when I got gout and then stopped drinking beer entirely. But we used to do a lot of stuff together and Mark was around as long as I've been with Barb. So I, I was real close to him. And it came out came from out of the blue. It's not like he was in the hospital or anything. But uh, I, I did read a little bit, but not a lot um, prior to that. Because I was getting stuff ready for the trip down there. So I haven't even got to the what I read when I was down there. Uh, which I did read a lot at night. I'll pick up the numbers that week. Um, but for this week, I only had six uh, total. But the four out of fives were always sunny in Philadelphia. Four out of five, I, the latest season. We still haven't finished it, but it was really good. And then I watched The House at the End of the Street, which starred uh, Jennifer Lawrence and... Um, Ah, the girl that's in Karate Kid, the love interest of uh, Mashio. Can't remember what her name is. She was also in uh, Piranha. But uh, that was a good one. That was four out of five. That was a horror movie where a single mother and her daughter, played by Jennifer Lawrence, move into this house. The daughter's reluctant to move there and... The mother wants to move there for a job, start over, and they move into a house, but next to that house was where a murder occurred, where a young girl murdered her parents, and uh, the son is still alive, and there's some weird shit that happens, and I don't want to give it away, but it was pretty interesting. I can't remember where I saw that. It was either HBO Max or Hulu. Um, so what I read that week was one Marvel, two IDW, three DC, really low. The three out of five was Nightcrawler's number two. Nightcrawler's take on Asgard, all the different sinister looking, um, Nightcrawler's. This is the Sins of Sinister, which I went in, like, really liking, and now I'm just getting tired of it. Like, I haven't even gotten through and read storm and whatever the heck it is and I, I gotta i gotta read through it and see because mr sinister was was interesting me you know was very interesting me in interest it was very interesting to me going in from the x-men titles into this little event but then i started to lose interest once I lost my X-Men Red and my uh, Immortal X-Men and was replaced by Immortal X-Men and in these titles, Storm and uh, Nightcrawlers. <clears throat> so 
I still enjoyed it, though. It was 3 out of 5. The 4 out of 5s were Star Trek 9 and 10. I started reading Star Trek IDW from issue 1 because uh, I have that Comixology app, and I keep telling myself at night, you know, always make sure that I'm getting my money's worth by reading X amount of comics. Now I've taken a break from the Star Trek reading digitally, and I've moved on to... uh, comicsology comics the the reason i had done that is because i'll see ads like barnstormers in the previews and then i'm like well that came out in comicsology a year ago i should read that i want an eisner i should read it so like I, that's what i've been doing is seeing what's interesting in the solicits that i'm not gonna buy because they were comicsology direct and then going to read those comicsology uh, comics and um uh, I'll probably get back to Star Trek and um, Alice in Wonderland uh, Xenoscope books as soon as I'm uh, I wrap up this little uh, fix I'm on uh, on Comicsology. But uh, nine and ten, the Enterprise sends Sulu down to investigate a planet looking for a missing ship. They find a civilization worshiping the AI attached to the missing ship. The crew fights with helping. Uh, free them or observing they decide to destroy the ai and report to pike on starfleet and we learn that they were responsible for this scientist and this device that created this world so even though they have a a charter not to affect uh how civilizations change or in this case they changed the civilizations and it seems very corrupt and um, this Star Trek volume that was initially launched by IDW is the new crew. So, you know, it's it's the actors from the the new crew, not the original, even though they're still playing Kirk, Spock, and, and Sulu, etc. We have uh, the five out of fives were Action Comics Golden Age again, number 9 through 11. This issue was awesome as Superman is wanted for the destruction of the slum area where the kids leaved him from the previous issue, and he went up against the National Guard. Now the police chief and the other man fight over a 5,000 rewards to capture Superman because now he's wanted. A prisoner breaks out from an abusive chain gang and gets Clark Kent to print an article to stop the corruption. There, There's actually corruption of the prisoners by whoever runs this chain gang. They're abusing prisoners and uh the chain gang leads uh lead threatens him and clark and uh turns over uh, the prisoner but goes undercover so clark goes undercover and pretends to like the torture <laughs> much like a gene wilder and stir crazy <laughs> if you ever watch uh richard pryor and gene wilder and stir crazy there's a moment where Gene Wilder says, I'm going to pretend to like the torture and the pain, like being in the hot box or being chained up and stretched and all this stuff, and uh, psych out the warden. And that's kind of like what Clark is doing in here. Is he the, the guy in the chain gang is trying to break him, and he can't. And then it's got investors in the black oil company are committing suicide as they lose their savings to bad stocks. So you can kind of see how things are are uh, interesting in this golden age Superman. 
I hope I'm giving you enough to make you interested in this because it's really uh, caught me, uh, made me really interested. And if I can make you interested in it, that then that means I'm um, doing my job, I guess. Um, and then Superman goes undercover to take down an entire corrupt business and make a m- million dollars in the prospect process clark kent millionaire (laughs) it it is such a fun comic so um yeah that's that's what i read um i really enjoyed myself and uh that's three weeks so i last week i was lazy too man i uh i didn't total my books for last week and i still gotta do it uh, and I, I don't really like this process. Like, I, I don't know if I should start doing dictation and then uh, remember what I, you know, just listen back to myself. But yeah, I, it, it is it is some work because you know I, I read the comics. I I want to like read them and and get my feelings without logging them as soon as i read them i don't like read them so there might be a some some things that i forget and i i try to write these summaries so i'll remember because i read so much usually and pl- not just i i read so much some like in this case i didn't read a lot but uh mostly because i, I forget because i'm getting old and uh, i got short-term memory now so um, if a comic isn't like a five out of five or a high, high four out of five, I, I tend to forget like what those things are happening. Like Nightcrawlers, I couldn't even tell you the details of them other than, you know, it was just there and I, I sort of moved, went through the motions. But uh, And it was okay when I was going through the motions, but now I don't remember shit about it. But um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, I hope... Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, this this episode. It was I wasn't I was debating whether I was going to do it or not because I'm getting really close to being caught up. But um, I did it, and now I want to go read some comics for Geek Brunch, and I have a quite the handful, um, in, including a Megaton number one. So that that's going to be a thick read there. So uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. I want to thank you for listening. Please send me questions to at Mike Myers Brunch. I will include you in uh, the episode and shout out, and uh, also go go over your question. It helps me have some discussion points, and or else I can make up shit. Uh, let me know if you like me making up shit like the top five Avengers. <laughs> I bet I surprised you, and uh, I would like to know if any of my Avengers are your top Avengers. I tend to like rosters when they're not the big guys, like even the Justice League. So I am fans of the like Detroit Justice League and Justice League International, and I I, I don't know why I, I love B C D E list characters because I'm so used to seeing the big guys in all the books but i do like reading my amazing spider-man and superman and i I guess it's more like a team thing but send me questions to at mike myers brunch on 
X or Twitter. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it now. Uh, you can also send me email at mike at comicbooknoise.com. I will uh, read your email on the show if you let me and uh, answer your questions. Um, you can find the podcast at geekbrunchpodcast.com. That's where you'll find Geek Brunch, Geek Brunch Retro, and Mike M's Weekly Reads, and maybe some more stuff if you look. But most of that stuff is are great ideas for podcasts that I was doing. I really enjoyed the Mike M's Collector's Corner. I just can't find that time. Um, it, it gets harder and harder because as I get older, time just moves. Like the week goes by lightning fast. And the weekend, it seems like I'm slower and I want I have to take care of chores and do whatever I have to. And it just goes by so fast. And then podcasting takes up the remaining time and uh, reading. And it's like, man, I... It, it where does the time go you know but you can find me at geekbrunchpodcast.com and also go to facebook and click click the like button on geek brunch podcast and follow the episode threads there i want to thank you for listening to mike m's weekly reads and try some of the other podcasts you can even go to dc noise spotlight dc noise podcast.com and check out my dc spotlight I am going to try to, to do some more because me, Kyle's on vacation and then when he gets back, I go on vacation. So it's not really a vacation. I'm going back for the the funeral service. It took a while um, for things to happen. Uh, cremation and veteran service, um, you get put up in a, in a queue, basically. So, yeah, but uh, thank you for listening. And uh, we will talk to you in another week, probably. And I may be caught up at that time. And, and then, uh, or I'll take a week off. I don't know. We'll see. So um, talk to you soon. Bye. I got to remember to hit stop.